0: reps in practice you know i mean we kind of take every rep serious and if we don't like a rep we talk about it and i feel like the communication here has been real good as far as guys trying to get on the same page and trying to figure out the offense the best we can so i mean those conversations kind of lead to plays like that hopefully we can keep building
1: now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy q broadcasting live from the finley cadillac performance studio
2: that was the guy you heard from right there who's been having a really solid camp Really solid camp. That would be one Jacoby Myers. Now, he doesn't spell his name the same as I do. He's M-E-Y-E-R-S. But, you know, the concept is there. I'm <laughs> just saying. The concept is there. No, he's been having a really good camp. He really has. And I'm excited to see what he can do. He doesn't talk loud. He doesn't brag. He's not dancing. He's not doing any of that. But, man, he's just smooth about what he does. I'm expecting some pretty big things from Jacoby Myers. If you think back to last year, and I, was, I brought this point up a few times on the show so far, this, this offseason, even training camp, I mean, who was their number two wide receiver last year? Once, you know, once, uh, uh, once Darren Waller went down, obviously a tight end, he went down. And when Hunter went down, who was their number two uh, wide receiver? It ended up being Mac Hollins. Jacoby Myers is going to have an opportunity to really shine. Hunter's going to have an opportunity to really shine. Devontae is going to have an opportunity to shine like he always does. I mean, that's, that's right there. I mean, just having those healthy weapons, obviously we all want Devontae to be better and get, in, you know, and, and get better, and I don't think that the little minor setback that he had today, I think it's just that minor. But, you know, obviously time will tell. But at the same time, man, I just kind of look at it like this wide receiving core alone, is so much better and has so much opportunity to be really good as opposed to the one that never got going. I think last year's could have been great, just never got going because of injuries. Availability wasn't there with Waller and Hunter Renfro. But, uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers has been smooth, and he's had a really good camp. We threw a couple questions out there to you. What do you want to see in Sunday's preseason game, or who do you want to see? Like, who are you intrigued by? And since it's alumni weekend, we got to talk about the alumni. If you could sit down and talk shop with one former Raider, who would it be? Robin Oakland hit us up years ago. While tailgating in the Coliseum parking lot, I struck a conversation with a Raider legend. I shook his hand and thanked him for embodying the Raiders' spirit and mystique that called me to become a Raider fan. I playfully invited him to play football with my friends, and I asked him not to hit us too hard. He said, oh, no, man, that's for the youngsters. He was genuine in the interaction. I didn't feel like he was forced to come talk to us in the parking lot. I didn't want to take up any more of his time, so I thanked him again and went back to the grill. I wish I could hang hang out with him one more time. Rest in peace to the assassin, Jack Tatum. Great Great text right there from Rob in Oakland. And isn't that refreshing when you get to meet somebody that you've always looked up to, always respected, know how great they were as a player, whatever the case may be. And then they turn out to be a genuine great person as well. A really cool dude. So many times. And I've been disappointed like this before in my life too that I – you know, looked up to somebody and was, wow, man, that guy's great. And then I'll see you meet him and you're like, oh, man, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just it's so cool when you get the best of both worlds. A guy that was a great player meant so much to the organization that you, root, you you grew up rooting for and then at the same time turned out to be a really good dude. So, Rob, good stuff, man, really good stuff. Definitely appreciate hearing from you as always. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend, Raider Ron. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Ron?
3: Thank you. How are you doing today?
2: I'm blessed, brother. Good. Hey, uh, I would, I would really like
0: to speak to Lyle Alzado. Mm. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people would say, well, he's, you know, the, the steroid thing and stuff like that. But I think that he would talk to somebody like myself or someone and probably give a rundown on what to do, what, what to do and what not to do in life. But, uh, I would really like to, to talk to him. Okay I mean, he, he he really have a, a pretty good perspective on on stuff but uh and somebody I like to uh to see how he's uh oh well he's going to do here in the next few weeks would be our center making sure that uh he helps Jimmy G along and make sure he gets all the calls right and stuff so that's uh what i like to see have, have a, a
1: good rest of the camp
2: okay Sounds good. Raider Ron, thanks for the call. And Lyle Alzado, I think he's a favorite amongst Raider Nation. So I can see a lot of folks wanting to sit down uh, with Lyle Alzado and talk to him and chop it up. And, again, man, just, you know, just a a bar-type setting. Sit down and, you know, grab a drink or whatever. It could be water, whatever the case may be. Just sit there where there's no pressure. It's not like a formal interview. Just sit down and talk. Like like Robin Oakland was saying, you know, just hanging out in the Coliseum parking lot, you know, getting on the grill and talking to, to the assassin. You know, Jack Tatum. I, I like that. So, yeah, good stuff. And then Andre James talking about the center for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in seeing the offensive line in general. Right? I thought they did pretty good today. Like, I, I tried to focus in on them a little bit more than I did yesterday, and I thought they did a pretty good job today. And the 49ers, they got some guys. Like, there was a couple times I was standing next to Lincoln, and he saw a rep or two from Alex Bars, and he's like, oh, he, he missed on that one. You know, he, he got too locked up and engaged. He's got to be looser with his hands. And, you know, that's, that's I, as I said, I like to sit there and listen I always tell everybody: your best talker is your best listener. A lot of times we don't listen; we just talk because that's what we want to do is talk. I listen, so listening to Lincoln Kennedy kind of explain like certain drills and what he wants to see and what he should see. One thing he stood he 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 said that really stood out to me that he doesn't hear right now. And next time I get a chance to talk to Carmen Brasillo, the Raiders' offensive line coach, I'm going to ask him about it. Is the communication and 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 you know the communication like being loud? Like so, what what I mean by that is when Lincoln was playing right tackle, and he was about to pass a guy off to another guy, like, he's obviously on the outside. He would pass him in. He would say, in, 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 in. And so you knew that he's passing that guy in. Well, in the drill that happened today, and me and Vinny were standing right next to Lincoln watching this drill, Alex Bars didn't make any kind of communication. He got locked up too, too tight with the defender, and then the other guy just went right around him. And so there was no opportunity, and you didn't hear anything. You heard crickets, so you didn't hear anyone saying, in, in. So he got too tight with his hands. He should have just been real soft and just been able to pass them along, and he didn't do that. But I don't know that kind of stuff unless I, t- I hear from a guy like Lincoln who did it at the highest level, right? I don't know that that's what I'm looking for or that's what I'm supposed to hear. So he was saying that's the one thing that he thinks that the, the Raiders' offensive line needs to do a better job of is communicating loud. And it's funny because I know that defensive backs do the same thing, right? Defensive backs when when a guy when the 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 wide receiver is lined up and they're 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 on them and then all of a sudden they're gonna pass into the middle of the field where all the chaos is. What do they say? In 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 in. They're pushing them into the mess, right? And so that's that's important. So it's just like in basketball. What do you do when the screen is there and you see it coming? Screen screen left screen left. Right? Communication's got to be there. So that next time I get a chance to talk to Carmen Basilo, I'm going to ask him about that because I didn't hear that either, and that's probably a big key. But look, they could also be communicating in a different way. It might not be the loud vocal communication, which is something else that they pointed point out. Like, hey, just because they're not doing it that way, it might not mean that, that's not, that they're not communicating it. They're just not doing it like I'm used to it. So that's why it's a question that I want to ask. But uh, good stuff. Definitely appreciate you, Raider Ron. Let's go back out to the phone lines, talk to our good friend Raider Dave. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
4: Hey there. You know, there's only a couple of reasons that I would want to select this Raider. But one of them is he
0: loved to shoot pool. And the other one is whenever Stabler's partying, there's lots of girls around. <laughs> but he would be my guy. I mean, right. I sit down and have a beer with that dude and shoot pool with him. I mean, that would be so cool.
2: Yeah, Yo, you're right about that. You're right. Hey, look, Kenny Stabler would have brought the party, right? There's no doubt. Good stuff, Raider Dave. Appreciate the call. Really good stuff. <laughs> I like that. Uh Raider Mac, you're up next. What's on your mind, Mac?
3: What up, Q? What up, fellas? Hey, Q, uh the guy I would like to hang out with uh, uh would be uh would definitely be uh my man is uh Jack Tatum, man. Mm. That dude was a vicious hitter. Boy, that dude could hit. And uh, what I want to see Sunday is the secondary. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, it's so much the front four can do em, But you got to get that secondary together. So we'll see what Trayvon Merrick, you told me, give him a chance, which yep. I am. I'm going to give him a chance. But there's a rookie behind. do ain't going to say yep. his name. Yep. There's behind him There's pushing him. Don't be surprised. If the kid, I told you at the beginning of the camp, the kid might start. But um, I want to see the secondary, see how we hold up, and uh, what what we do. I know it's just preseason, but we 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 need to get our secondary together. I mean, I know our linebackers and and um, the top the the front four is okay, but that that's what we need to see on Sunday, man. And I appreciate that. all the interviews and everything you've been you guys been doing and getting. So uh, I'll leave you with that. Hopefully, you know I don't care about the win or loss on Sunday, right. but you got to play. And Q, uh, I'll get off on this. You gotta play everybody. Go look at the top teams in the NFL. They playing their starters, and this dude will not play. I mean, he's saying that he may play him, but I don't think he's gonna play Jimmy Garoppolo. You gotta play him to get that rhythm going. But we'll see. You guys have a good weekend. Hopefully, on Monday um, we we have something to talk about regarding the game, not either win or losses, just how we play. That's what I want to see how we play in this
2: second year. Thanks. hey right, Raider, Matt, great call. And yeah, I mean, the wins and losses, I can care less. I want to see how they go out there and execute And you're right. You know, like you said, really good teams. They, they, they put the, their guys out there, right? Let them get a little bit of burn. That's higher than my pay grade. I can't, you know, promise you that that's – what the uh, Raiders are going to do, I can't promise you that that's what Coach McDaniels is going to do. I mean, all we can do is sit back and watch, uh, you know, but that's, that's a decision that they make and obviously that they know this a lot better than I do. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I guarantee we'll have plenty to talk about on Monday uh, regarding the game, just who stood up, who made plays. Like you mentioned, Trayvon Merrick, he's been doing pretty well with Marcus Epps as his tag team partner. Maybe that will continue, right? I expect to see him get a little bit of burn out there. I think he needs some burn. He does have a rookie behind him. There's a lot of competition out there on that field. There's a lot of speed and there's a lot of competition on that field that we're seeing each and every day in training camp. Definitely appreciate the call, my man. Uh, let's get one more quick call in. How about Reggie? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Reggie?
5: Hey, Q. What's up? How you doing today? I'm blessed, Good. brother. Amen. Hey, uh, I just heard the caller call in about wanting to meet Lyle Alzado, sit down with Lyle Alzado. Yep. Uh, I, just, I got a quick story. I, when I was a kid, I grew up here in L.A., and uh, I was walking downtown L.A. with my dad, and we ran right into Lyle Alzado, and I was terrified. He was so big. But I told my dad, look, there's Lyle Alzado, and my dad made me meet him. And <laughs> I was so scared because I knew what kind of a maniac he was on the field. He was the nicest guy I ever met. He was so, so nice to me and my dad. He encouraged me to continue watching the Raiders, and I'll never forget that because he was larger than life. And this obviously before he got sick. He was massive, man. That must have been about 1985. Never forget it. So I just want to share that with the caller. He was a really, really nice guy. Uh, the, the, guys, the guys I'm really interested in seeing this year really is the linebacking core, man. I got a lot of questions. You know, we always talk about Raiders have not had good linebackers in so long. I mean, Perriman was good, but I'm just wondering about this new crew, and I don't know what your thoughts on them. I'll leave it at that. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Hey, right, thank you for the call, Reggie. It's good to hear from you, brother. And, yeah, that's a cool story right there. Knowing that Lyle Alzado is a, is a dude or is crazy, you know, that big the story about Lyle and how, you know, maniac like you mentioned uh, he was, and then all of a sudden to find out that he's like the coolest dude ever is awesome. That, that's a hell of a story right there. And the linebacking core is something I'm very interested in. Uh, you bring up some, uh, a, a really good point. I, I like Robert Spillane a lot. I mean, like, maybe i am falling for the banana in the tailpipe. If I am, so be it. Right, I like Robert Spillane and what he's got to say a lot. I also like what Robert Spillane and what he's doing a lot. Seeing him on the field, seeing him go out there and, and just make plays. And, again, he's a guy that I've questioned because I keep saying that, well, he's not very good in coverage. Well, guess what? Through a handful of practices, he has like three interceptions. <laughs> so that's not too bad, right? I'm not saying he's perfect. But, man, he is just a guy that's out there. He's absolutely looking for the ball. I'm, I'm really impressed with what Robert Spillane has been able to do. He talked to the media earlier today. As a matter of fact, we'll get a few of those sound bites in uh, from Robert Spillane in just a bit. But man, that linebacking room, if they are actually, you know, if they're, if, if they're starting to turn that corner and be who they need to be, all of a sudden the Raiders could be onto something, right? I mean, and they, it's funny. And and Ari, we'll go to a couple of the Robert Spillane sounds real quick. Uh, I, I think that it's, I think it's really cool that they know what the narrative is, right? They know that everyone says the defense isn't worth the salt, and that they, you know, that they're the weak link of the team, and they're 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 talking about it. I'm not saying that they're harping on it and dwelling on it, but they're talking about it to the point where they're saying like, "Hey, we're not going to be, you know, this weak link." So, uh, you know, it's it's funny. There's it's the third one, Ari. Let's go ahead and do this uh, on the fly. Uh, G255 is the number. Just go ahead and and pull that one up for me. This is Robert Spillane from earlier talking about everyone on the defense has a chip on their shoulder.
6: Yeah, I know. I think everyone on this defense kind of has a chip on their shoulder. Um, We're looked at as a weak point, one of the weakest defenses in the league, and we don't see ourselves as that. So it's our opportunity to go out there and compete every day, make each other better, and just be a cohesive unit, and I really think we're coming together and doing that.
2: So there's Robert Spillane talking about having a chip on the shoulder and also the fact that, you know, everyone thinks that they're the weakest defense in the league and they don't like that. So he mentioned that a couple times, so I doubled down and asked. I was like, well, how much do you guys actually talk about that? Because I'm I'm really – not that that's a bad thing. I'm just intrigued. Like, how much do you guys hear that and and talk about that and go out there and try to correct that?
6: At the end of the day, we don't care about outside noise. We kind of focus on – what we believe as a team and what we see on film and we go off of that but you know at the end of the day you you look at the stats you look at what happened last year and we're ready to make that right so there's
2: robert spillane just talking about not necessarily how much they talk about it but they know what happened they hear it they say that they try to block out all the outside noise everyone does say that but everyone hears everything they, they do. They hear everything. They read everything on social media, on the Internet, on the radio, whatever the case may be. They all hear all of that. And so I like the fact that that's given them a chip on the shoulder. You know who else had a chip on their shoulder? The offensive line did last year when everyone said that the offensive line was the weakest link, right? Oh, they're going to be terrible. They're not going to be able to protect Carr. Oh, they're not going to open up any holes for Josh Jacobs. Well, all they ended up doing is helping him lead the league in rushing. And they had a chip on their shoulder even though that they said that they tried to block out the outside noise. They didn't like hearing that, oh, they sucked and that they, you, know, they need to, you need to improve the offensive line. So if that's the approach that the defense takes, I'm with it. I really am. So one more sound bite from Robert Spillane, and it's just about the, the similarities. If he sees any similarities in the defense he was on a year ago, which is obviously in Pittsburgh, and the defense that they're trying
6: to create here in Las Vegas. Um, a passion for the game. Um, we got guys who want to win. We got guys who don't want to be known as, you know, the 30th defense in the league. We want to be up there with the best. And we just go day by day, getting better each day. It's a, it's a continual process throughout the season. So we're just going to keep working every day to get better.
2: I'm telling you right there, I'm, I'm becoming a Robert Spillane fan just because I, I feel like he's going to be a huge asset for this defense. You could literally hear him smiling when he's explaining that answer, you know, basically like saying, there's things I'd like to say to you guys right now that I'm not going to say, I'm going to keep it inside, but we know. Right. And, and he, look, he talked to us what last Saturday, I believe he talked to us. And everyone walked out of there, including myself, like, man, I like that mentality of splaying, but now can he do it actually on the field and then to go out there and, and participate and play the way that he has the last couple of days and to come up with multiple interceptions today. I mean, again, I know that coverage is not his strength. But he's not allowing it to be his weakness, if you know what I mean. He's just going out there and playing, and they all have a chip on their shoulder. Between him, Divine Diablo, Luke Masterson, who came up with the interception today, and a really clean play. I mean, this dude, he read this play, this pass from Purdy. He read it and picked it, and it was clean, right? I mean, there was, there was, there was a, lot of, a lot of things to like about what I saw from the Raiders' defense, the secondary, the linebackers, the safeties. I mean, think about that. You had Peters get an interception. That's a corner. You had multiple linebackers get interceptions, and you had a safety come up with an interception. That's big time, right there. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy Raider Jay in Monterey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
1: Thank hey you. Good Friday. Thanks for taking my call,
2: man. Absolutely, brother.
1: You and all the all the work. You're it. Hey, man. So if it was gonna be one for me right now, you know, I got. I've been blessed. I got to talk to Coach Maddie back in the day. He used to eat at the restaurant. I. Uh, I just imagine in Carmel, so I got to talk to him once or twice and that was that was just amazing. I got to talk to Mr. Bill Jackson and his wife in that same restaurant. I met Ron Lott one time over at the Double Tree, you remember the Double Tree over yep. in Monterey.
2: Yep. And
1: uh, but if I was gonna if I was gonna pick one now, it would have to be Howie, man. Howie was coming into his powers as a beast, as just an animal in the Silver and Black. About the time I was discovering who I was as a young man. That that just kinda coincided. So it'd have to be Howie for me in that respect. Um, as far as who I want to see step up, I've said it, you know, we've talked a couple of times and I've said it. It's got to be Pat Graham for me, man. I got to see that whole defense, you know, that, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful. You know, poop rolls uphill in this case, right? Not downhill. And I want to see Pat Graham get it done. Talking about a banana in the, the tailpipe, man. I like, I like to more every time I hear that guy open his mouth. I like him more (laughs) every damn time. (laughs) <laughs> you can hear it coming over the radio queue. Uh, you know, we've tried this so many times. I mean, the last I remember the last one. It had to be Greg Beaker. We had somebody after him. Yep. But it's been a series of in and out, in and out. You know, Roach was great for a minute. He got hurt. 44th, he came in. We had hope that we might hit one that time. That didn't work out. But Spillane just rings different for me. Yep. Uh, I'm super, super excited to see how that plays out. And, man, I hope all you out there in the nation have a great, great weekend.
2: The Raiders. Nice, nice. Raider J and Monterey. And that restaurant in Carmel sounded like it was popping, man. Everybody was going to that restaurant. I almost have an idea of exactly where it was. But uh, shout out to you, man. That's good stuff. And uh, some really good players that you met. And, uh, yeah, Patrick Graham. I mean, I think that with the guys that he has in his defensive side of the ball, on his defensive side of the ball, he has an opportunity to, to, to turn this defense around and play at a, at a much higher level, and I just want to see it all come together. And, again, it's not, you're not going um, you know, to build it overnight, but these are the steps that you take, step after step after step. They're doing it in camp. They're doing it in joint practices. Now we want to see if they can start doing it in preseason. Once preseason comes along and is over, then hopefully they can do it in the regular season as well. Brazy, right here in Vegas, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, was going on Q?
4: Chilling. Yeah, you know, if, if I if I had a chance to have dinner and talk to him, it's got to be got be Mr. Davis, right? Just be able to sit there and talk all things football, salary cap, all of that good stuff. Just I, I would love that. Uh, you know, for this year, you know, a hey, as a lifelong fan, right? It's just I'm 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 easing into the season. I'm with you. I don't know what to expect, right? With cars gone we got Garoppolo, and, you know, I told JT a couple weeks ago, if Garoppolo could stay healthy and the defense could get to the middle of the pack, we potentially could shock the world. But for this preseason game, I really want to see that rookie QB. Expect him to get a lot of time. Be interesting to see him, but, yeah, you know, Last year, the defense looked good in the preseason and just kind of wilted in the regular season. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Of course, as a fan, sixteen and zero every year. Give me the schedule. <laughs> we go in sixteen, seventeen and zero every year. But you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's good to see that we're making some plays. Spillane, yeah, it seems like, you know, he's kind of that crazy white dude you used to go to school with, right? Yeah. A little, little off-kilter, right? Kind of where he talks, he got, got a little twitch, you know, stutter a little. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he is that backer that come through and kind of run downhill and make it happen. But, you know, we're going to be out there every weekend, Raider Nation, hollering our, you know, what's off. And we're going to hopefully they come through, right? Let's let's get some W's. and. Cautiously cautiously optimistic, Being the J-Lot every game, four hours before cooking it up, come through, come say what up.
2: There it is, Brazy right here in Vegas. Thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you, man. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's the way to be, right? Cautiously optimistic, nothing wrong with that, right? Not, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I'm telling you, I don't want to get too high. I don't want to get too low on on what we've been seeing and what we've been hearing, but it just – I hate to even say it, it just feels different, right? Because I'm sure I've said that before. It just feels different. So again, it's early in camp still. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 been a while, but you know, we uh, we'll see. We'll see exactly what it looks like when it all matters. But I'm telling you, just something feels different every time I'm standing there at the practice facility. I'm talking to Vinny. I'm like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, deep diving way too much in it or taking too much away. And he's like, dude, it just it's just something about it. Looks different and feels different. I was like, there's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. Uh, got a couple more texts and then we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway. I think my man Craig's trying to get out for the weekend, so let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and do call number nine right now at 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Call number nine. We're going to get you qualified four tickets to an Aviators game. That's going to give you one step closer It gets you one step closer to uh, winning the Lotus Summer of Fun this week. It's a trip to New Orleans, a show on a riverboat, swamp tour on an airboat, plus $1,000 spending money. So go ahead and uh, be calling number nine. Ari standing by the finley cadillac performance studio ready to get you all hooked up like a tow truck call number nine seven oh two three six five ninety two hundred while you do that i'll read off a couple more texts and then we'll get to kenny king jr this one is from raider sean q this is a little unorthodox but i'm going to go with sitting down with the raiders fan instead of a player or coach and that's my grandpa i lost him two months ago and it's been tough but i can't wait to see him again but that's my choice rest in paradise grandpa well done that is fantastic it really is and and I'm a, a sentimental fool when it comes to stuff like that right I just think that that's uh I think that's great right sit down and chop it up with grandpa and you know when you say that I immediately think of and I know I'm angry at the organization now but I immediately think of my grandfather and him having season tickets to the A's and how much when I was a youngster, when I was coming up, when I was, you know, too busy to go hang out with Grandpa, he used to always tell me, oh, son, you're going to be married and divorced before you come hang out with me. And I always used to laugh be like, ah, what are you talking about? I'll be there, I'll be there. But, man, I'm with you. If I can just go and hang out at the Coliseum and watch a game or even just go see my grandfather and just kick it with him and talk sports or watch a game, like the other thing that he used to do all the time, is, uh, I mean, love sports. You know, my whole family has always loved sports. But any Dwight Gooden back in the day was pitching, I'd be at my grandfather's house, and he'd always say, Son, come in here. Some, you got to come in here and watch this. You got to come in here and watch this. Uh, this isn't normal, right? We don't always see guys like this uh, throwing the ball like this. And he was talking about Dwight Gooden. and So that made me a Dwight Gooden fan. Right? I didn't even really know what he meant by that. Obviously, I do now as I'm older, but I didn't know back in the day. And so there were so many different things, so many little nuggets, and so much like knowledge he used to drop on me that I had no idea what even meant. Uh, but obviously it's always stuck with me. It's just so many different things. So I'll, I'm with you, man. If I could go to a ball game, if I could just go back to the Coliseum, sit right behind the home plate and, and underneath the over the, 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 other, the other deck. You know, he always had a deck right above him, so he didn't sit in the sun. If I could do that one more time, even though this team is piss poor now, <laughs> and they're not even fun to watch, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would do it again because that 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 was uh, that was classic. And when I didn't go to the game with my grandfather, I didn't go with my mom. My dad would get tickets, and we always went on days where there was like special giveaways. Oh, today's a Mark McGuire autograph bat day. All right, we gotta go. All right, I mean, just stuff like that. But just talk, man. Just talking about your grandfather, uh, I have so many different sporting memories of him. He always told me. Oh, man, don't worry about basketball. You got to learn to catch the ball or, you know, catch a a fly ball and and run the bases and and hit the baseball. He always told me baseball is where the money's at. Didn't know what he was talking about. Now you see baseball contracts. <laughs> Clearly he was ahead of his time and knew what he was talking about many, many years ago. But uh yeah, man, so that's that's a really good one. So, Raider Sean, thank you so much for that uh, that text. Definitely appreciate you. you. can keep those texts coming at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Want to shout out to Demetrius. He also got uh, in to win the four tickets uh, to the Aviators game, which will get him one step closer to the Lotus Summer of Fun. Three twenty six is the time. When we come back, we hi- we talked to Kenny King Senior. Let's talk to Kenny King Jr., this is Radio Nation Radio 920.
3: I love my son, I, and I'm proud of him for what he what he believes in. He's always been a Raider fan. He will always be a Raider fan. The love of a game is so big, and, and, and the, as much as—he he, he loves the game more than I do. I mean, this kid loves—he tells me things that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I, I didn't know that. I'm really proud of him. I'm proud of what he's trying to accomplish, and, and I hope that he, he succeeds in, in getting his uh, podcast
2: together.
1: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
2: It is alumni weekend. There will be so many alumni in attendance to the game on Sunday. They're getting in town tomorrow. As a matter of fact, we had a call earlier asking about linebackers and who was a really good linebacker. I just got off the phone literally in the commercial break with one that was a really good one Kirk Morrison. He'll be in town early tomorrow, yeah, early tomorrow. Looking forward to that. But that voice you just heard, was Kenny King Senior? We had him on the uh, on the show earlier today, and I asked him about his son, Kenny King Jr. and what he's working on with the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and he's the host of Real Talk. And you heard his response right there. Well, let's hear from the man himself. Kenny King Jr. joins us. And Kenny, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. When you hear your pops talking about you like that, my man, what is it? How does that make you feel?
0: You know, it feels good. Uh, you know, we uh, we talk a lot. We obviously me and pops talk a lot, and. You know, I tell him, you know, my goals and my aspirations and what I want to do. And, you know, I I think that, you know, he sees like a a small, a small fraction of kind of like the stuff that I talk about, but he doesn't even know like all the inner workings that are in my head and like all these other thoughts that I have. Uh, So for him to to say that and for him to say those words and, you know, obviously it's your dad, so he's got to say good things. But one thing about my dad is he will, he will tell like it is. And if, if I'm putting out something that's trash, he'll say it's trash.
2: Right, there's no doubt. Well, he he told us some great stories earlier today. It was great to have him on, and as I mentioned, it's alumni weekend. And Kenny, I mean, you, you you're you're with the Raiders. I mean, you you're your family. You 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 grew up with the Raiders because of your your dad. What does it mean to you? You know, alumni weekend and 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 just knowing all the fellas all get together and and have a good weekend and good time together.
3: You know, it's it's
0: always a good time. You know, for me, growing up, obviously in that locker room with you know guys like you know, with, with like Cliff Branch and you know. My dad and you know Rod Martin and those guys, and now being able to actually hang out with them and and to enjoy the stories and not to have to sit back in the background, uh, it's really cool. And being able to share some of the new stories and you know some of the conversations that that I've had, um, you know, and just being around guys that have you know that are recently retired, some of the guys that you know I looked up to as you know as a teenager, you know, the like Tim Browns, the Charles Woodsons, um, to be around those guys and to you know just to, to soak up game from these guys because there's so much knowledge that comes through these rooms. You know, all these guys have, have you know either won Super Bowls or been to Super Bowls or, you know, been in the Hall of Fame or have been around some sort of greatness. So to, to just sit there and soak up some of the knowledge and some of the game from these guys, uh, it's it's truly amazing. And uh, my dad brought my sister out this weekend. It's, it's going to be her first weekend at, at Alumni Weekend. So I'm hoping that she gets to have a good time like I, like I always do.
2: I'm sure she will. And it's a, it's a great time out as you know, but you know, just the way that the organization, this is something I asked your dad is like, you know, the way that this organization embraces and loves on their alumni is like no other organization in football and probably not any other organization in sports. How special is that? Especially, I mean, you know, you were in Canton, Ohio last year when Cliff Branch went into the hall of fame, you saw the festivities. How special is the way that the Raiders treat the alumni?
0: I mean, it's truly, it truly is a family. You know, we, we talk about football as family, and, you know, we say Raider Nation is family. This is, is truly a family. And I know that, you know, there's obviously some black sheep in the family, or there's some, <laughs> some people that people don't get along with in the family. But at the end of the day, this is a family that will ride or die for their team, that will ride or die for their fellow, their fellow fans. Um, you know, fellow Raider Nation, we, we stick together. And, you know, it's one of those things where you could say, you know, as a Raider fan, you could talk to, I can talk about my team. But you can't talk about my family, and you know the the Raider the Raider mystique and the Raider Nation the the way everybody comes together it truly is one giant family. Uh, may, be it dysfunctional, it's a giant family that that comes together when when it really matters.
2: Kenny King Jr. hosts the Real Talk on Blue Wire Podcast. This is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty Unnecessary Roughness. And you're right. Hey, look, I can talk about my family. I know that we got some issues, but you ain't gonna talk hey. about my family. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do, man. It's 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 and it is. That's exactly what, what Raider Nation is. It's it's one big family and the Raiders, no doubt about it, is one big family, and M D has been carrying that on, you know, from his pops, uh which obviously it was all about family then as well. And you know, one thing I found fascinating that, you know, your pop said earlier today was the fact that when he was in Houston, he was like, I'm done. Like I wasn't gonna play. I didn't wanna play anymore. I was gonna go do oil and get my suit on and everything. And the Raiders really helped save his career, and he goes on to be a you know, multi-time Super Bowl winner. How big is that? And I'm sure those stories, that, when he told you those stories, that probably meant a lot to you as well.
0: Yeah, one of the stories that stands out to me about that is um, Reggie Kinlaw tells us, because they were, they were, I don't know if he said this earlier, but they were roommates in college. Um, Al, Mr. Davis calls Reggie into the office and asks him, he said, you know, I'm thinking about trading for Kenny King. What do you think about that? And he says, it's going to be the best, best decision you make in your life. And then the rest is history. Uh, I think that, you know, coming to the Raiders, my dad being in the situation that he was in, uh, it just fit him perfectly. You know, you know, the offense was perfect for him. Uh, the, the situation was perfect. And then when Marcus came in and he moved to fullback, it still worked out great for him. So I think that, you know, it was one of those situations where, you know, sometimes that, that change of scenery, it makes a big difference. And this was one of those situations where it really did make a big difference. And we saw that a lot with the Raiders back in the 80s, Back in the '70s and '90s, uh, where where Mr. Davis would bring in guys who were castaways with other teams, and then they came and they had a, a career, you know, career, career renaissance with their, you know, with the Raiders. We saw it with Rich Gannon. We saw it yep. with Jim Plunkett. A lot of these guys that just, you know, basically flourished into, you know, Hall of Famers because of their career with the Raiders.
2: You know, and that segues right into the next question I was going to ask, and that's about this this current team. And, you know, I mean, for the first time in nine years is a new quarterback, and I think Jimmy started off pretty slow and pretty rusty because, well, he hadn't played ball in a long time. But the last few practices I've seen, he's, he's looking pretty good. I mean, what are your thoughts on this new roster that Dave Ziegler's put together for the 2023 Raiders?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, offensively there's so many weapons on that, on that offense that so Jimmy's going to have a lot of fun. You know, everybody, everybody's compl- – concerned about jimmy's deep ball and you know can jimmy throw the long ball in this offense jimmy doesn't need to throw the long ball you've got three receivers who can who can get plenty of yards after the catch you've got a tight end who's a big body who's a big red zone target um you know looking at the defensive side of the ball i'm actually really excited about the the raiders defense right now you know just talking to max crosby and talking to chandler jones and these guys out there you know the way that they're they're picking up off the energy that people are people are putting out there Marcus Peters has guys going after the ball. I mean, when was the last time we heard about the Raiders getting eight picks in practice? You know, <laughs> right. and I, I get it. It's preseason. It's practice. But it's something to get excited about. Right. And I went into this season, you know, I went into this off season like, I'm not going to get hyper-optimistic like I do every year and say the, the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. But this is a team that is going to make a lot of noise. I'm not going to say that they're a Super Bowl team, but this Mm -hmm. is a team that has the ability to make a lot of noise because there's very low expectations from the media.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's one of the things I've been saying on the show a lot, Kenny, is that maybe because there's not a lot of expectations, maybe because there's not, uh, you know, a lot of hype, that the Raiders will just kind of fly under the radar and just surprise some people. But going back to the turnovers, you're right, man. I think the last time that they consistently came up with turnovers was 2016, and they made the playoffs in 2016, right? And so if they could do it in practice, again, I see people like pooing on it on Twitter, oh, it's only training camp, it's only practice. But you've got to start somewhere, right? I mean, you do it in practice, you do it in the game. You practice like you play, right, Q? Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's that's how it should be. <laughs> that's how it should be. What do you think? What do you think with uh, with Marcus Peters, though? I mean, because I didn't know what to expect when he joined the team, but not only does he seem like he still has plenty left in the tank as far as play, but he also seems like he's playing a leadership role and a, and a mentor role yeah. that I didn't know that he was going to be willing to play.
0: Yeah, I, you know, one of the things I looked at when the Raiders were looking at bringing in Marcus Peters, I, I knew he was a dog. I knew he yep. – I knew he had a couple of years left in him. I didn't know that he felt the way that he looks like he's playing right now in practice. He looks like he has something to prove. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a Raider fan growing up, being around the Raiders, you know, being around the organization his whole life, this is something that that I can tell is near and dear to his heart. This is something that he takes seriously. He's wearing that two four, a number that's been worn by Charles Woodson, that's been worn by Willie Brown. You know, this is a number that means something. This is a number of a leader. And he's taking on that leadership role. He's he's playing that role that Charles Woodson played when he came back to the Raiders and, you know, just kind of took over leadership in the defense and showed, hey, you know what, I still got some years left. We got some, we got some work to do. We got some dogs on this defense. Let's get after it. And so to see him step into that leadership role, I didn't know that he had it in him. I love to see it, though, and to see it from, you know, an original town guy who was an original Oakland Raider, it just makes it makes me excited to see it as a Raider fan
2: yeah it's exciting it's fun right I mean, then right now, what I'm seeing every day at practice is a team that's out there having a lot of fun. They added guys like Robert Spillane Marcus Epps you know they they have leaders all over the field, Marcus Peters, who we just talked about, and it just really feels like this defense has a chance to kind of play with that chip on their shoulder and 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 do something man if they if they could be a defense that's and I hate saying this because we say it all the time, middle of the pack, how good could this team ultimately be?
0: You know, a lot of times, you know, you look at the games, and the Raiders, I believe it was last year, there were seven games that were one score or less that, that that didn't go the Raiders' way. The year before, there were seven games that were one score or less that did go the Raiders' way. That, when you look at the 2016 roster, It was the same kind of makeup, but the difference was there was a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. So the defense came up huge. You know, the Carolina game where Khalil Mack just came up and got the ball from Cam Newton and and ended it. You know, those are games where you you want the defense to step up. And I remember my dad telling me one of the things is, you know, the defense would tell him, hey, go out there, score a touchdown, we'll hold the lead. And that's what you want. You want your defense to be able to step up. If you have a lead, you want your defense to be able to hold it. Now obviously offensively you still want to continue to score. This is a passing league. This is a league where you can't take your, your foot off somebody's throat because we've seen what happens in games, especially championship games. But this is a team where if the defense is just middle of the pack, we don't nobody's asking for a top ten defense right,
1: right now. Right,
4: nobody's right, Nobody's saying,
0: Give me a give me a top ten defense. Get a middle-of-the-pack defense, a defense that can go out and create turnovers, that can create pressures, that can get sacks. This is a team that could be sitting there battling for that, you know, battling for the top of the division. Now you're battling for the top of the division. You're looking at a playoff spot, and I believe that everybody on this roster, especially the veterans, they want to make the playoffs. They want to, to bring back that championship pedigree to the Raiders, especially now that Everybody in the, everybody in the AFC West, besides the Chargers, is caught up in Super Bowls. Right.
3: You know, this is where
0: the pressures the pressures on now.
1: Right.
3: And so
0: I think that the you know the veterans are going to step up, and I think that that's where you want to see you know these guys get excited about, it. and I think you can see a playoff team out of this.
2: Kenny King Jr. is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned veterans that want to get into the playoffs. Max Crosby told us yesterday he, he's tired of this blank, right? He wants to win. He wants to get to the playoffs. He wants to make a deep run. He wants to be back in Cincinnati with an opportunity to win a playoff game. He wants to do all of yeah. that. How much have you seen Max grow from the minute where he was a, you know, the, a guy that needed to get with Deuce Scruton and, and gain some muscle to where he is now? You know, seeing, seeing
0: Max's improvement from, from where he was to where he is, um, I mean, it's night and day. The guy's always had a huge motor on him. He's always been a hard worker. Uh, but now he's stepping into that leadership role. He's stepped into that mentor role. Um, he's been that guy that's really just kind of, you know, taking this team under, the, under his wing and, and has become that, that franchise player that face the
2: franchise. No, no doubt. No d- well, wanted to ask you, what, uh, what are you looking for on, on Sunday against the Niners? What I'm looking for
0: on Sunday against the Niners is I want to see the Raiders defense come out, uh, come out on all cylinders, ready to play, ready to, you know, ready to work um, and see these guys, you know, especially the young guys get some reps and, and have a good time out there.
2: That's what matters. That's what matters. It's, it's preseason game number one. It doesn't matter in the win-loss column, but going out there and doing something absolutely matters. Well, Kenny, what do you got coming up on the, on the real talk that we should be on the lookout for?
0: Uh we're going live tonight. Uh, me and the Raider Way we're gonna be going live tonight on the YouTube. We're gonna be dropping nice. that about six PM tonight. Um you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kenny King underscore junior. Um but we you know, just now that now the football season's coming out, we're gonna be pumping out content twice, three times a week, and uh just you know having some fun.
2: There you go. Well thank you so much for your time, brother. Keep doing what you do, you're doing a fantastic job. We'll catch up soon. Appreciate you, thank you. Yes, sir, yes sir. There he is, Kenny King Junior. How fun is that? Talked to Kenny King Sr. earlier, and now we talked to Kenny King Jr. We ought to do this more often. All right, I want you to go ahead and find every – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But, no, good stuff right there from Kenny. Definitely appreciate him and his efforts this afternoon. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how we get down, and that's how we roll. A lot of texts, a lot of calls that we got to get to. We'll get to those on the other side, 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword RNR. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Jimmy was unbelievable for us. We won lots of games. That was a simple question: Is there a scenario where he'll be back here next year? And I gave a common sense answer: And no. I think that was a little overblown. We knew Jimmy wasn't coming back. Jimmy was unbelievable here. I think he was the best quarterback here. About 20 years since Steve Young has an unbelievable record, and every time he played and stayed healthy, we were either in the Super Bowl or NFC Championship game. So I hope no one insinuates I've ever said differently.
1: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
2: Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Singing the praises of one Jimmy G, the same Jimmy G that they couldn't wait to get the hell out of town. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. We're trading him. We ain't going to let him get to the practice field. We ain't let him do this, that, and the other. Man, it's so funny. And David Lombardi from The Athletics should be joining us at the top of the hour to talk all things 49ers. It is so funny when I think about their situation with their quarterbacks right now. Rock Purdy is there, and I was talking to anybody who's anybody today, and there's so many different opinions. I was on 95.7 The Game this morning as Bonte Hill, who joined us a couple days ago, actually booked that uh, while we were on the air, (laughs) right? So they were asking me about Trey Lance, and I just said, I I don't know. I mean, he's taken 13 reps. He doesn't look great. I saw him sail the ball over a couple of would-be receivers. I mean, just... He doesn't look the part. Like, when you, when you have Sam Darnold that looks like he's outplaying you, that kind of tells you all you need to know. And they gave up, a, I mean, a king's ransom to go get him. So at some point, they're going to have to eat that. At some point, they're just going to have to do whatever they can to move on from him and just try to hope they can get as much back in return, which is not going to be much. Because like I was telling Vic Tafer when we were talking about Trey Lance, I said, what has he done? What are you getting? If you decide as an organization, I'm trading for Trey Lance right now, what are you getting? Seriously, like what are you getting? I like to know at least what I think I'm getting, <laughs> right? I mean, you might, you might think you're getting something and you might not really get what you think you're getting, but damn, I don't even know what to think to, that you're going to get with him. I really don't. So at some point you think that, okay, they're going to have to make a decision. On a fifth-year option, they have to do something, you know, this, that, and the other with them sooner rather than later. They've got Brock Purdy that they believe in. Clearly, I mean, the guy is coming off an of elbow surgery, former last pick of the draft, and they're like, "Yes, that's our guy." Not the guy that we traded up in the first round to go get, but the last pick in the draft, coming off of an uh, of elbow surgery. It tells you all you need to know. It tells you all you need to know. So I, I don't. I don't know. I've had a lot of people say, "Hey, I think the Raiders should go make a, a trade for Trey Lance." Why? What are you getting? I rather I rather some other team trade for him and oh, hey, he ends up being a good quarterback. Okay. Cool. Then you got one. But that, you know, that's one of those that's one of those gambles. I know we're in Vegas, but that's one of those gambles I ain't worth I ain't I ain't willing to take that one. I play slot machines. And you know that that ain't got no skill at all. You put some money in it, you just hope for the best. <laughs> that's not something that I think that the Raiders should <laughs> should put some money in and hope for the best with, right? They got to have some kind of skill and some kind of idea what they're getting as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild when you think about Trey Lance uh, and and where he's at right now. Glenn in San Jose, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187 keyword R&R. On Sunday, I want to see how Aiden O'Connell commands the huddle and see how he runs the offense. Again, Glenn in San Jose, that's the 408. Yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier when it comes to how the quarterback play goes. I don't know if you'll see Brian Hoyer. Maybe a drive, maybe two, just because for S's and giggles and you've got to get through four quarters, maybe. But for the most part, it's going to be Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garber show, as far as I'm concerned. So how do you judge what a good game was? It's not going to be by how many yards he throws for, how many touchdowns he throws, this, that, and this. It's not going to be any of that. But it's going to be exactly what Glenn just said. How does he command the huddle? How does he get in and out of, you know, out of the huddle? How does he get up to the line of scrimmage? Are you looking up at the play clock? Is it 3, 2, 1? Are you seeing hurry, 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 hurry? Are you seeing that? Or are you seeing somebody who looks calm, cool, collected? Are they burning timeouts because they're they're going to get a delay of game penalty for the 18th time? Right? I mean, that's – what's it going to be? So I want to see – I just want to see understanding of what he's supposed to be doing. And, again, none of us know, none of us know what Aiden O'Connell is going to be for this Raiders organization. He could end up being a fourth-round pick that turns into a really good backup. He could be a fourth-round pick that turns into a really bad backup. Or he could be a fourth-round pick that turns into a franchise quarterback. I don't don't know the answer to that. And I'm not even going to try to pretend and act like I do. I don't. And the only way we'll know is by seeing him in action. We've seen him in practice. We've seen him in training camp. He has moments where it's like, oh, wow, that's a nice little throw. Then you have moments where he's like, yeah, that's a rookie. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, it's just that's what it is. That's the nature of the beast. But the way you get experience is to get experience. Get out there on the field and let it rip and do some things. So I'm, I'm very interested and intrigued to see Aiden O'Connell on Sunday just because I want to know what this guy looks like. Hell, I want to see Trey Lance because I want to see who he is because I still don't know. On 95.7 The Game, I called him Bigfoot this morning. I did. I said he's like Bigfoot, and I like to say this about guys. Like, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Obi Mellon Fonwu for the Raiders. He was like Bigfoot. You heard about how great it could be. You heard how athletic he is, how much of a stud he could be, and you never saw it. It's like, the, it's, like the, it's like Bigfoot, right? We hear all the tales about Bigfoot, how big and how much of a monster he is, and he could do this, that, and the other. Ain't nobody ran into no damn Bigfoot. You ain't never seen him, but you hear the tales of him. That's what I'm saying with Trey Lance. You hear how great he could be, don't know who he is. It's Nation Radio 920.